0: A Ticketmaster in the hot seat once again. This time, though, they're joined by none other than the Six God himself, Drake, who released tickets for his popular OVO festival over the weekend. Actually, I guess this was uh, back on Friday. And within minutes, just minutes of the tickets going on sale, all of the available tickets were listed as official platinum. Official platinum. Now, what does that mean exactly? Exactly. Well, that means that the prices can fluctuate based on the demand. And, of course, with these tickets just released to the public Friday morning, and Drake being as big as he is, being the sex god, you can just imagine the demand, the demand for tickets. I mean, this thirst could not be quenched for the OVO Festival, if you will. So to nobody's surprise, with tickets in high demand, well, that resulted in just some outrageous ticket prices and complaints from some uh, pretty disappointed fans. They went to social media and they were uh, all kinds of uh, comments uh, that ranged from disappointment to a disgust. As of now, by the way, general admission tickets are selling for $2500 minimum. 2500 minimum and you're not even guaranteed a seat. By the way, if you want to sit on the lawn for OVO, that's going to run you 500 500 bucks. Uh, Is this Alan, by the way, uh, on the line here? Okay, let's uh, welcome in Alan Crosser, music expert and the host, of course, of the Ongoing History of New Music. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Alan, good afternoon. How are you? (laughs) Uh, Drake's got a problem, doesn't he? (laughs) Well, let's talk a bit about this, because I know you've done uh, shows, uh, written about, and done quite a bit of research about Ticketmaster and their selling practices. What what exactly went on here?
1: Well, what you have to understand is that Ticketmaster is set up on purpose, by design, to be the fall guy, they take all the heat for high ticket prices because it is assumed the ticketmaster sets the prices and gouges people for for tickets. That's not the case. What the the they, they do is they are simply the middleman. They are the person between the artist and the fan, whose job it is to get bumps and seats, and they have a variety of. Um, what's the word I'm for? Arrangements with artists. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to uh, ticket pricing, now this looks like, and I, I'm I'm trying to figure out because I, we haven't seen anything like this, or at least I haven't, where we have this this dynamic pricing, where stuff that went on sale to the general public at 10 a.m. on Friday, uh, all of a sudden, all those tickets were marked as official platinum, and that meant that. They were able to rise and fall with market demand. Uh, that seems a bit weird, and it's kind of the thing that the competition bureau is going to look at when they uh, when they when they talk to Ticketmaster, because it's like, well, wait a sec, wait a sec. what are the uh, you would, you advertise the price of the tickets at at X dollars? How does it happen that suddenly they become so stratospherically? Uh, stratos, uh, priced. I, I I don't get
0: it. Really. Yeah, and here's another thing I don't get is uh, moments after they went on sale online, as you mentioned, they're all listed as official platinum. But what is the definition of platinum, really? Because I would think that only, you know, a few rows, a few sections could really be considered platinum seating, uh, the best seating. I mean, is does general admission, does that really uh, meet the uh, definition of platinum?
1: Well, let's see. You're at the very back high on the hill with nothing (laughs) over your head, nothing to sit on, and a long zigzag to either the concession stands or the bathrooms. Uh no. Yeah. I, I doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't the- meet my, my definition.
0: No, not, not at all. So, but I, I guess the argument on the other end is when you talk about, and you mentioned dynamic uh, pricing, I mean, how different is this than, say, Uber and their surge pricing, that uh, when there's a big event like this and there's a lot of demand and there's only so many tickets, isn't this the basic law of economics at play?
1: Well, you would think, but uh, is there this much demand, like $500 for a general admission seat? If this is the case, First of all, Drake is going to suffer for it because he's you know, he's the guy with the plane. He's the guy with uh, his uh, OVO symbol on the Raptors' um, uh, practice facility. He's the guy that made, I think it was $75 million last year. He's doing okay. And if he thinks, you know, a lot of fans are going to look at this and go, wait, how much money do you need, dude? Really? Come on, you're, you're gouging everybody here. And so he's going to take a hit for that. Uh, Ticketmaster's going to take a hit for this, certainly, in, in terms of PR. And uh, it, the show is not going to sell out uh, because I don't think there's anybody, you know, Drake fans just don't have, any fans don't have this kind of money. Like $2,500 for a seat for an outdoor show? Um, no.
0: Yeah, okay, but then I look back at uh, the Raptors and their championship run, and we talked at that time about $60,000 courtside seats, and and none of those went empty. So do we know for sure that uh, this uh,
1: is not going to sell out? We we don't know, but I think what's going to happen is it's going to slow down sales and that we really won't know the actual market value of the tickets until 24 to 48 hours before the shows. That's when things stabilize on the secondary market or on whatever market this is. And we'll find out exactly what kind of demand it has and what kind of pricing that results
0: in. Yeah, Alan, uh, you know, we've done uh, stories and it's been in the news that even the provincial government has uh, tried to step in and uh, protect uh, concert goers and try to... I do know established laws or legislation put up uh, safeguards, but uh, nothing really seems to be working. Your ticket prices continue to escalate. I mean, I remember when $100 seemed like a lot to go to a concert, never mind 2500 to basically be on the lawn.
1: If my memory is correct, the first band to break the $100 a ticket mark was the Eagles back in the 1990s, and that was considered to be, you know, outrageously expensive. They were gouging fans. These rich rock stars were gouging their long-time fans. Now that seems like a bargain, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, absolutely it uh, does. But do you think there's going to be, as you mentioned, a, a backlash against a Drake for this? Or do you think and- that uh, this is part of what... Uh you know, his fans uh, expect that uh, he lives a high lifestyle and they're more than
1: happy to help him fund it? Have you checked Twitter today? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is not happy with Drake. Not at all. Uh, you can scroll down and just uh, look for the hashtag uh, OVO uh, Fest. Hashtag OVO Fest. And you'll find out uh, that there's, uh, a, a, there are a number of people who are really upset at, at Mr. Uh, Mr. Drake. Mm -hmm.
0: Do do you think that this is a watershed moment at all? Because uh, the argument has been made from time to time when we talk about these outrageous ticket prices that continue to uh, climb and and escalate, that uh, really we only have ourselves to blame because there's somebody out there that's buying these.
1: Well, yes, we do, and uh, the government should not step in. This is something that is between the fan and the artist. Uh, Let the marketplace decide what's actually going on. It's a little bit different when you have Bay Street guys coming in and buying $60,000 courtside seats for the Raptors on a playoff run towards a championship it's another thing entirely to buy uh tickets to a concert outdoors at the budweiser stage for 25 or 100 or three thousand dollars for for what's nothing more than just another concert and uh you know drake's audience tends to be a whole lot younger uh i don't think they have this kind of cash uh there may be a few bay street guys that come in there and scoop up some money but uh or scoop up some tickets but you know if If somebody did I'm just looking at one of the the Twitter feed here and it says that uh, okay eighteen sixteen thousand people in uh, at the Budweiser stage that is somewhere like he's looking to grow somewhere beyond fifty million dollars for one night's work, for one night's work, and that you know, hey, listen, dude, if you can get the money, if you can cash in and you got people that are willing to hand over this money, great. However, You are going to really annoy your younger fans and your fans who don't have that kind of dosh hanging around. So uh, like one tweet says here, how much money does one guy need? And that's where the backlash is going to come
0: in. All right. Uh, finally, we'll get you out on this uh, question. And we were actually talking about this last week on the show. And I would love your take with uh, funny enough today being Amazon prime day, we're talking about Taylor Swift doing a concert online for Amazon. And of course, Beyonce's uh, had a concert film on uh, Netflix and several others. Do you think we're starting to see uh, a change when it comes to going to concerts that a lot of fans uh, are just as happy to sit at home and watch these things and stream them on TV with, uh, you know, their surround sound rather than pay some of these outrageous prices.
1: Well, Well, I'll look at it this way. Uh, I don't go to movies anymore because I'm perfectly willing to wait for them to come to my 65-inch TV in my living room. Uh, If this sort of thing keeps up, uh, it's going to be more than rebelling against $28 of popcorn and soft drinks. This is is going to really hurt artists uh, because they are going to cut their young fans, their uh, fans who don't have the means, off at the knees. And when that happens, you're doomed.
0: All right. Alan Cross with us this afternoon. Alan, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much.
1: You're welcome.